0: The is good. I say the Lord is good. All right, let's really take our declaration of understanding that we study a bit and then resume praying. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the School of Prayer. Want to? let's go. Now I declare. Now I declare. And the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, and I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will, in our spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His Word. God Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen? Amen. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. All All right. Can we open our Bibles, please? To the book of um, Ezekiel, I want to start uh, today from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 13. Ezekiel chapter 13 is where we will commence today from. What we have been praying about, let me just tell us, it's our skill of prayer. It's just that we, are, we speak a lot to establish understanding for the people of God, so that wherever you are, you know why you are doing what you are doing, and what you are supposed to be doing as a child of God. It is not every prayer that pleases God. Let's be reminded. What did I say? Including the ones he answers. Some of them he answers, just a sign that um, I will give him <laughs> so that he stops worrying us. If he answers, it doesn't mean he pleases him. People just assume that once he answers, it means it's pleasing to him, not necessarily so. There are times he answers, and it's a sign that you need to grow. But he gave you that so that you will stop crying. And if he, don't, he doesn't give you now, they cry in heaven. Father, this is the third week. So I him. Let's attend to small, important national, international, and spiritual matters. How do I know that? It's, we have many examples in the scriptures. He gave them meat according to their laws. You know what happened as a result of that. And we also know when he gave Solomon the opportunity to ask for anything, he was impressed that Solomon did not ask for some things. Even though he gave him the opportunity to ask for absolutely anything, but he was very impressed that the young king did not ask for certain things. And this interesting part, the very things that Solomon did not ask for is what we have made the champion, the center of our gathering many times. The very things that God said to us, I'm so impressed with this young king, is what many times we gather about and we are very happy. And Jesus even repeated it later and said that these are things that Gentiles make their prayer points. So we have to be careful that we don't make those things the focus that we have in our prayers. Now what we have been looking at, of course, since this year began, is that we are taking responsibility. And one of the things you must learn in life is to accept responsibility. And I, like, if I may take a small digression into the matter of Nigeria right now, I think the one major problem we have is what the Bible calls the pointing of fingers. What did I call it? Yes, it's something we need to remove from the midst of us. We have to remove it. The Bible, God doesn't like it, and the one reason why we do that is because of ignorance. We don't realize how very responsible we are about some things like Nigeria sometimes, which out there. Uh, what is this dollar dollar? I say, look, we know the cause of the problem with the dollar. We know it's us. Is also when we generate unnecessary demand so that things that, because the more you require something coming from outside, the more you need forex. So what you should do as a group of people is to reduce the amount of needs of things, you know, limited to things that are only absolutely necessary. But you know what we do? We don't do that. Every time government is still seizing truckloads of rice somebody's trying to bring into the country. When We have plenty growing all over here. Every day they are still trying to get us to, they keep online sensing universities, though, but we don't like it. We like the ones abroad. One way or the other, we just assume that that's where the children will learn the best. And then tomorrow night, I say, why, why is the dollar not cheap? The dollar says, ah, excuse me. You never heard about principle of demand and supply? If you can't increase supply, what do you do? Reduce demand. Reduce demand, all right? <laughs> no, so is that pointing our fingers, that's what I'm talking about. We have to remove it from the midst of us. What do we do? We should accept responsibility. And as a group, the church should accept responsibility. That is, the church will accept if there is banditry, it's our problem. It's not the government's problem. If there's economic upheaval, it's our, we are responsible. If there is a problem with bad government, it is our issue. It's either because of our actions or our inaction. There is something that we did not do right. Because we are the ones that can download the power of God. We are the ones that can actually limit the power of God. And I quote this thing that the great man of God said, all right? He said, In any nation where the church is established, God holds um, the church responsible for anything that happens in that country. Please don't ever forget it. In any nation where the church is established, God holds the people of God therein responsible for anything that happens therein. So that's what we're focusing on that responsibility issue. And what are we particularly focusing on? We want God's praise to be heard from this land. You hear what I said? That's what we're focusing on. See, you are praying for your needs enough. I hope you're getting my point. God heard it. He will, continue, he will supply it. Say hey, an amen to that. Amen. Okay, let me prophesy it. The Lord will supply all your needs. Amen. Every need of your heart, that is things that your heart desires. The Lord will supply them in Jesus' name. The Lord will supply everything that you need to do his will and to enjoy this life. In the name of Jesus. Now, not only will he do that, he will give you more than enough so that you can share with somebody else. You've heard my definition of prosperity. It's having enough to do the will of God in your life and having more than that to help somebody else do the will of God. God will make all grace abound towards you. Amen you will have all sufficiency in all things Amen. and abound to every good work Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, now having said that, let's now get on back to serious business. So when when you want to pray. Please, five minutes on that, let it go. Is that okay? Give thanks and keep moving. But let's take things that are serious. So let's repeat it. Pilate said to us that concerning this nation that God sent him in as an apostle and as a prophet, he said, first of all, you are going to have a time In which he would be known for bad things, and um, I saw one man say complaining about why he had to go and get another passport because he's an international traveler, and there are many countries he couldn't go easily with his green passport. That beautiful passport. Green is a good color, amen. It's a color of abundance. It's a color of fruitfulness. I was showing my wife the other day that the country with the best, that the best football jersey in the world, the finest. It's which country? And it's not a matter of controversy. We're not trying to be, we're not bragging. It's like saying that the eagle can fly. Is he bragging? It's like saying the fish can swim. Are we bragging? It's just a matter of fact. She, she was looking like, ah. Uh, so I was show that picture. So we're not supposed to play one country, whose name I shall not mention. In case they are listening to us from there, after that. And the newspaper was online. They put the, the Nigerian team, you know, they just put the pictures next to each other. So, I, my wife was not home there, so I sent her the photo on WhatsApp. I said, You say check. The other people had a mixture of, you know, this uh, kind of uh, Babalawo color, red and black. Nigeria just had this green with spots of white. They now did it like, you know, Adire. You saw it now? I tell my wife, I say, You say check. This is it not fine? I'm going to be a, a, a footballer for the country next life. Okay, even if I can't play for the country, I'll go and buy the jersey. Use to preach. The Lord is good. Anyway, the man said he had to go and get another passport. I said, sorry. What am I saying? There are so many countries he was not allowed into. There was a time. Have they stopped it now? Dubai didn't even let us enter anymore. There were some countries even doing Shakara. That's what I don't understand. Small, 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 let me not mention it because people are watching us from there. Some small, small people like this. He said, hey, from Nigeria, I said who wants to come before? There was one country once I won't mention their name because in fact, somebody wrote us from there once that I wanted to translate our books to their local language, so let me not mention their name. <laughs> I was supposed to go for a, a conference there. So when they told me the procedure of getting their visa, you know, I looked at them. I said, excuse me. I've collected US visa so many times. I've never gone through the kind of struggle. And I'm not kidding. Ah. US visa to a go Lagos now. Hey guys, I want to go. They, they give you the thing, you will go away. This one said, no, I'll first go here. Write this paper, then do this one, and then that one. And then they will write to the people who are inviting us for program to write them. And then the day I'm going to go to the embassy, the, their letter must be in front of them. I said, wait, your foreign reserve is one billionaire. Yeah, I knew that time. Don't mind me. I know things like that. I'm living in a country that has 40 billionaire 40 billionaires, And then I go through this stress. America, with their number one status in military, in economy, in you no know, um, intellectual property and everything, they didn't even give me that stress. They just showed up. I just show up. Hello, how are you? Where you want to go? I want to go. I want to go to Texas. What's happening there? I want to go, play. Okay. Will you come back? Why not? Okay. Welcome to America. That's all. One day my wife went for a U.S. visa interview. So I said, let me know how he, he goes. So one, two minutes later, she had come out. They don't the interview you. You say no. The guy asked her whether I get belly. She said, no, I'm not pregnant. It's okay. <laughs> Say, are you planning to deliver children in America? And I was like, no. Okay, two minutes. Interview was over. Yet to come go to a fellow African country. My people begged me. To, I said, but I said, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'll go through all of this stress to visit you one time. Oh, this one that America will do for you. You can come anytime. times. So. You go. You come. You go. You come. You go. So I you know what I said. I'm not going. I'm staying in Udi. Leave it like that. The Lord is good. Did I mention the name of the country? I did not. So we're not supposed to start. They won't be angry with us. Now, why am I going with all of this? Why is it like that? It's a fulfillment of the prophecy that the man of God gave. He said it ahead of time. It's going to happen. Because you have such a bad reputation, you don't want it to come. That's what it's a fulfillment. That's why I'm just saying all of these things. It's a fulfillment. They look at you and say, stay in this line. Why? Your boys will have done things. Oh, your boys have done things. One of my classmates, he's a, the guy travels all over the world. So the when we are chatting, I say, which island are you answering us from? We always ask him like that. Okay, let me not leave my message. We used to help about some things. When he gets involved in the election in Nigeria, he said, you don't have structure. He said, we have structure. I say, so I used to call you structure on the Pacific. <laughs> he said, we are the structure of our party. I said, structure on the Pacific. The guy, it goes everywhere. Do you know, for certain reasons, he, re- he decides to use his Nigerian passport. He could have used another one, but he has a bit of pride with things he does. So, he holds his Nigerian passport. He lives in the U.S., but he flies around with his Nigerian passport. He there are places he will get to. He won't let him go in. He mentioned one particular country, which I shall not mention also. And he explained the reason why. Because of his, he's, a, he's a very influential person, because he works for some big... You know, international organizations. So there are times he get at the airport they be making phone calls, so to alert him because he, he just decided I'm coming in with my Nigerian passport. What's your problem? Well, you know the boys have gone ahead. Yeah, it was our brother America that was telling us they will go, stay in the top hotels, you know, use a. There's a, you know they had that devices evil. They had to use the use a device they don't know. They will rack up bills and run away. When those guys try to build the credit card that they used, it's not working. And that's the reason. So, when people discriminate against you, it's not because you're black. They don't care about your color, it's your behavior. Yeah, it's the behavior. It's the things people will have done. People who came to the same country with the same passports, they've seen the things they have done. And they, did not, they, don't, they don't know how to tell you different. You may say that, okay, you are from Potiskum. The guy who did that or that one is from uh, Ikeja. The man in that country doesn't know the no difference. doesn't care that you are fair, that guy is dark, or you are dark. He doesn't know what he knows, that like, what? Green passport, yeah, from the same country. What I want to is that we created it, but it's a prophecy fulfilled. We're one that it will happen, we're one that it will be known for such bad things. The man of God said it is going to happen, and it has happened, right? Troubles, okay. Was that all he said? If the first one he said happened, what the second one he said? Just like the first one happened, the time will also come when the second one would happen. What's the second one? The same way you had this reputation for bad, you also have the reputation for what? For good. So he said the time will come. Now, he didn't use this words. I'm the one using it now. Where when you go to some countries, they want you to come. They'll preferentially want you. They'll create a special line for people like you because you are honest and you are rich. Now, the world doesn't just want honest to you. They want what? Honest and what? Rich. If you are honest and poor, what are we going to do with you? Do you get my point? They want it to be What? Honest and rich. So it's going to happen. You are going to go all over the world and you have a reputation for two things. What are they? Honesty and rich. You'll be rich. Somebody say amen to that. And we don't care about the honesty part. It's the rich part they are interested in. But both of them are coming. Amen? Amen. Somebody say amen to that. Now one of the reasons why God will give us that is because we have a special assignment. Now please, if you're not from this country, uh, I want to apologize that we have to... We are giving the word from Enugu, which is eastern Nigeria. And that is where our Jerusalem is. From there, we will now handle every other person. But the principles are appropriate for every nation. I've been saying it, but we're just talking specifically because God has a word for this country, for the church in this nation. And He has put that word upon my heart this year. And that's what I'm trying to deliver. Okay? So, just allow us, but learn the principles. They are eternal. They apply to every nation. Alright? Now, so, What we have been saying is that for that to happen, this second side, the first has been fulfilled, I've been trying to establish that prophecies are not predictions, they are, you know, they have conditions for fulfillment. So this second one to happen, God requires us to do some things. The first one happened because we're already doing certain things. Now this second one will also happen, but how long it will take will now depend on the church of God in this nation, and that's what we're preaching. That's what I was preaching. How long did it take for that fragrance of righteousness and prosperity, which I'm adding to it now, to come out? We depend on the church of God in this nation. It does not depend on the fact that the word has been spoken alone. It depends on the reaction you and I have to the hearing of that word. There's a reason why he says, Surely the Lord God does nothing except he discusses or reveals his secret counsels to his servants, the prophets. The reason is because there are certain actions that the prophets must take, and we saw a man like Daniel do that. That is, when a Jeremiah all right, prophesied, Daniel read the prophecy 40 years later, and he said, this is the time for fulfillment. And he began to intercede, he began to pray. And that's the assignment we also have, to intercede and to pray. Now, many times, please, this is the reason why we're doing this teaching, and I was praying to the Lord today, that I should please make these teachings go around so those who need to hear them. I hope you're getting my point. It's not enough that we just sit here. Yeah, we will do our part, all right? We can be a critical mass, but it's required that many more people who are important in getting the mass number, all right, into the action. They need to hear this also. Is that okay? Yeah, we need to propagate this truth so that people will hear it and act. Now, so, what did Daniel do? Daniel began to pray. He prayed and confessed his sin. And that's what we are doing now. We have to intercede. But then, we don't punch as one punching the air. We have to know exactly what we are supposed to be interceding concerning. We will not just get up and say, Lord, let no no. See, everything that God is doing is centered around his people. What did I say? That's it. So you're not gonna go out for such a thing and be like praying for the nation, Nigeria. No. I've already established that some things come out spontaneously when certain things are in place. God is saying, if the light he said the eye is what? The light of the body. That's what he said. He said, if your eye is clear, your whole body will be what? Full of light. So how do we apply it? If the church is what? Clear. If it's clean, the whole nation will be full of light. Then what God wants to do in the nation will be done. That's what we are saying. So our prayer, therefore, is going to be focused on the cleansing of Of the church. It is going to be focused on aligning the church with the purpose of God. And once that is done, the other things will happen automatically. If all the Christians in this nation can be taught the meaning of righteousness in financial dealings, especially when it comes to doing business and dealing with government, all right? Corruption will disappear. Even, they don't, all, even if all of them don't obey it, but a significant number obeys it, okay? then in the outside world, the corruption will go back to where it belongs, which is hiding. It cannot 100% vanish until Jesus comes back, until he establishes his, his reign physically in reality on the earth. It will not vanish 100%. However, what it's supposed to be, is supposed to be hidden. That's what happens in, West, in civilized places you catch somebody once in a while and it's big news. Not the one that you are driving and the policeman just sticks out his hand and collects something like nothing happened. Joking with a friend of mine the other day. Something led to it. Okay, um, somebody shared a joke which a comedian you know, gave. and One of my classmates laughed and said, wow, if I, he said the easiest way to lose my license in America is to give money to a policeman. Yeah. It was reacting to a joke that somebody cracked. All right, which we were all laughing to. So you just say, wow, that country is different too. Of course, let's not, that policeman is going to prison too. He will lose his... <laughs> so may say, your, your paper is not complete. So now say, oh, officer, that thing looks like um, you can have it. The guy will collect it and handcuff you. And that's it. You're going to prison. Now some people say, but they didn't force you. It doesn't matter. The, the law is don't come and spoil our law for us. But are you saying there are no policemen and law um, enforcement officers and DEA? That's their drug enforcement, or even legislators in America that collect bribe? Of course not. There are plenty. There are plenty. There was one governor, the governor of Chicago, when Barack Obama won the presidency. Obama was a senator, so when he won and became president, his senate seat became vacant. The governor sold it, or he attempted to sell it. Did you hear what I said? So they they put they put his butt in jail. Of course, they caught him, tried him, and sentenced him. Here and the, I think he and his wife, well, they went to prison. It was Donald Trump that finally released him? I think I don't know the COVID period and all of that. So it happens. It happens. Big men. If you go, there are so many stories about the involvement of their police in um, drug dealing and all of that. It's plenty. So we're not saying it doesn't happen. Okay, but you won't see it on the street. And if you're able to report one, it will blow up. That is what's supposed to happen in a civilized and righteous society. We cannot drive crime away entirely. But let's keep it where it belongs in the dark. Crime is meant to be done where? In the dark. You're supposed to try and hide it. As soon as we expose it, it should be a problem. What am I saying? That will happen to corruption in this nation if the church stops. Misbehaving, it will happen. That I've been saying again and again. What is required to stop it is just for the pastors to come together and say, "Don't go say everybody stop." Just come to church and tell to, say to Christians, "If you steal, God will punish." You. Say it before offering, no? and now I keep on saying it. it has to be just before offering. before it's offering time. you say announcement time. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the thief. Just repeat it every service. People will stop. And the world will follow suit automatically. So, what is the eye of the nation? Answer me, what's the eye of the nation? The church. Say it loud. The church. What's the eye of the nation? The church. Now, next question. What is the eye of the church? That's it. The eye of the church, we explained it last time, are the prophets and the elders. They, they just be like the preachers. They are the eye. If the teachers, the preachers, the pastors, if they are clear, if their motives are right, if they do what God placed upon, that is, gave them to do, not the one that God didn't send them, then the church will be full of light. That's how it goes. The church is the light of the nation, but the light of the church is what? The ministers thereof. The elders thereof. They are the light of the church. We have been saying that. So the church is the aim, the cleansing of the church. We said it last time, God said, I must have a clean church. And that's what I'm preaching concerning the church must be. As I said you open somewhere, right? Have you read it? Yes. Okay, let's read it. So the church must be clear. Let me say this before we read that. Please remember this. We must raise our cries against our problems. Let me say it again. We must raise our cry. Let me say it like that. We must raise our cry against our problems. Why is the church not clear? We are quoting the scripture. The eyes, uh, the. The, the eye is the light of the body. Are you getting my point? Yeah. Let me just read it again. Matthew chapter 6. It so The eye is the lamp of the body, so that if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. That if your eye is healthy or sincere, literally in the, in the uh, Greek, if your eye is sincere, if it is healthy, or like in Jesus, if your eye is single, focused, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Of so your eyes, is evil, if then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? That's what I've been referring to. That's Matthew chapter 6, but let's just continue. So, we have seen that, that the problem we have is the problem of elders. If the church will maintain the preaching of the truth, eventually the whole church will be clear. Like the elders, if the pastors, the evangelists, the apostles, the prophets... We maintain the preaching of the truth. Just maintain it. It's a matter of time. The whole church will be clear. If your general overseer, if his name is Peter, and he's behaving like Peter, nobody will a T for that church. You know what I mean? We will just use one deacon as an ananias. After one month, one deaconess will be Sapphira. After that, like I said, one of three things will happen. One, those who are not Christians will start coming to church. Those who are Christians, they will change. The ones that are Christians who don't want to change, God will have to handle. That's what will happen. At the end of the day, the church will be clean. So we need to have a generation of preachers who are all behaving like Peter, who are behaving like Paul. You know, Paul preached a lot of grace. But if he hears that one guy amongst you is behaving like he's high on Npuru Miri. you know what they call Miri? For those who don't know, that's international language for crystal meth, Okay. <laughs> Okay, If he's behaving like he's high on drugs, Paul will watch the elders of the church. They don't do anything. He will send the personally. He will hand the person over to Satan for punishment. He says, I'm trying to help him. He says, he's now sick. He says, I'm trying to help him. He's about to die. He says, I'm trying to help him. Let him repent. Then when the person repents of his sins, then Paul will not call them say, I have forgiven him. The rest of you go and take oil. Go and anoint him. He'll be fine. So the elders will say, oh boy, don't come back to church. Paul said, no, no, let him come back. Let him come back, otherwise he will not die of sorrow. Do you follow my point? Yeah, that's the kind of... Look, Paul may have tolerated a lot of things, but he knew, he's he, he just watching for people to grow. If they will not grow, he handles them. He's hand, he, just what he used to do. I don't need to tell you that Peter didn't take nonsense. Did I need to tell you that? No, Peter didn't take nonsense. You saw the way he handled everybody. Ananias should have seen when John was the one in charge when Peter went on leave. Maybe Safira and I will have survived, but not with Peter. Peter didn't take nonsense. And that guy came and brought money for anointing. He, <laughs> if you ever saw this, if a series of uh, uh, um, movies they did on the New Testament, on the book of the New Testament, yeah, but watch some of it. When when uh, what's his name? Simon the approached him. They had in that movie they had to hold Peter. <laughs> they had to. Hold, <laughs> It's a movie, but I can understand. They had to hold him. And by that time, the whirlwind windows started moving. Up. <laughs> the leaves were already shaking. Dust was already raising. The way it, it raised again under the earth. They were holding Peter wait, wait, wait. That man do the like, the guy's eyes are turned red. That's uh, Simon the sorcerer. Now movie. I'm just trying to tell you that. That the new Peter, don't try him. Peter will be the pastor of a church in account offering, not complete. Hey, hey. Hallelujah. All ushers wait behind. The deacon in charge of finance, please wait behind. Father, we... Hey, sir, sir. People will be bringing People will be bringing money out of places. Peter will look. I perceive. This money is not yet complete. Say, it's not with me, sir. I said, I perceive. That this money is not complete. There's nothing on us. Anything on you? No. Hey, Peter said, Oh, hallelujah. said, I perceive it's okay. It's not on us. It's actually hanging on top of that speaker. That's why we kept it. <laughs> Peter will finish everybody. How can you be stealing when Peter is the senior pastor? You think I'm making it or read your Bible? See what he did to people who did this. And now it's not even stealing. How you people are he just brought his own money and lied on how much. Say this is how, how much they paid us this month. I brought my whole January salary. This is my first fruit. One lady, one lady wrote, wrote us once that. please. So she took her money to church. But she, she was honest. January salary. So first, they bring first fruit. So she, so she took transport money for February. <laughs> Out of the money. And went to church to go and present first fruits. So, now, by the way, for those who are asking, in case you are asking, first fruit is not your whole January salary. I hope you hear. Don't feel under pressure to go and carry everything depending on January to carry to church. If you want, it's your money. I hope you're getting my point. What did I say? It's your money. You can do anything you like with it. Is that okay? So, I'm not saying please don't carry your your January salary to church. You can. You may. It's your money. Do you follow my point? I can take February, January, March, April, May and give it as an offering. There's nothing wrong with it. But please, if somebody says that God demands it, it's not true. I'm not going to discuss that in detail, but say Pastor Banky said it is not true. You hear what I said? Yes, you are not under obligation. It's as you like it. Some will even tell you. Hmm? People calculate different ways. Some will tell you that, I heard one preacher, I saw it read somewhere, that it's only when it's first fruit of what? Your increase. That if your salary went up from Fifty thousand to fifty-five thousand. You only owe the five thousand once. You pay that fifty-five thousand for the next five years. You don't owe anybody anything. So you, is your first salary for the year? It's manufactured doctrine. Did you hear what I said? What did I say? Some people even say things like it belongs to their most senior pastor because it's the high priest. Please, if you are the one they call high priest, I don't want it yourself. There are titles you don't struggle for. We have only one high priest in Christianity. His name is Jesus Christ. You cannot use that to insist everybody gives them their January salary. That is so ungodly. It's so ungodly. It upsets my soul. Sometimes we behave like we're actually greedy people. Yeah, that's how we behave. Come on, let's stop being ridiculous. The first thing is not a strange, It's not strange. Go, they do it in harvest. That's what it is. Uh, what do you call it? New Year's Festival. That's what it is. Normally, it's one or two tubers you take there. That's all. This is what I tell people. If you want to price every year, let it be your first expenditure. The amount is never decided in Scripture. The one that was given as an instruction to the people of Israel, they brought it in a basket. Like, you know, you bring hamper. Yes. It not have to be big. Just load some things inside. But it had to be the first harvest. You couldn't be the second. You couldn't start harvest on Monday. You bring the one you took on Tuesday. No. It had to be taken from the first. It's from. It's not the whole. The day you start harvest, the first things you take off from there, you scrape, take a basket full and rush and go and present. This one that we insist that Christians, your whole general salary must go to church. You know, we manufacture it out of thin air. And I think it borders on covetousness on our part. You know, as you, some of these doctrine we carry up and down. <laughs> Just read from Matthew to Revelation. most specifically, read from Acts to Revelation. Find one place. You know, when I see we in church do some things, I just shake my head. That's why they call us Jesus Christ PLC. Yeah, these are names we have been called. People now make into a doctrine. You see, pastor run up at the end of January, they go, they walk out from one church to the other. Yeah, ah. Please, let's leave that thing. You know, it's not nice. It's just not nice. The New Testament ties and first fruit giver and everything is a generous Christian. Let's just live a generous life on a regular basis. This legalism won't get us anywhere. I dig into that. The lady that wrote, she said she called first fruit to go to church. But she was honest. The pastor now said well, it was not complete, so he's not collecting. Yes. The man refused to collect. So she explained to the pastor, sir, I have to go to work. Okay, I will give you the balance later. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The lady said the previous year she gave the whole she suffered too much in February. So this, this February, she's not doing like that. Ah! I felt sorry. We sent her a reply, just the kind of thing you think I will say. But I didn't tell, you no, know, that's the way I behave. I won't say, don't worry. No, no, I just said, please avoid the pastor. Go to the offering basket, drop it there. It's between you and God. God will not reject it. That's what I just told her. She replied, said, Don't worry, I'll spend the money anyway. <laughs> 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 you see the way you laugh? That's how I laughed. <laughs> like, which one? You got whole money like this. You <laughs> so I just said, Don't worry. Let, don't let your heart condemn you. You have not stolen from God. She was very honest about it. Told the man, look, I've taken transport fare for not even food money. But just so I can go to work in February. That's what I've taken out of this. They said, No, the whole thing must be complete. You can't chop the whole money. The Lord is good. I saw one young woman came one day here. Not this I mean, where we used to be, and told me how she suffered the whole of NYC. I said, why? So any money she gave, she got, she had to give it as an offering. All her NYC allow it. So I'm looking at, how were you eating? Say so one day, somebody now sent her money. It was her birthday. She was so happy. See that, this look at this money. Then she went to church. The pastor said, "Except it pays you. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> she carried the money again, dropped as an offering. I was looking at that girl. She was talking to me like this. Do you know, my heart was, you know, The Bible says Jesus loved him. Remember that's his name. Compassion. I I looked at her. I said, but why? She said, they told us that's how we will prosper. Yeah, that's what she told me. She said, they told us that is how we will prosper. So I said to her, God has answered your prayer. All your seed has germinated. It's bearing fruit. You know the fruit? Me. Yeah, I told her. I said, now God has sent you to come and hear me. All your fruit has, has germinated. But now you are going to hear me. I need to, have to tell you, that why did you waste a whole year like this? I know God is kind. That's why God sent her. Go and listen to that guy there. He will deliver you because you are not going to get anything for all of these things. Yeah, I many people don't know. You won't get anything. No matter how sincere you are, your action is wrong. And God does not bless stupid things. Say, oh, so I can prosper. Say, eh. What do you think I am? You must think I'm a very wicked person. For those who are wondering. Now, I'll get back to my message in a moment. Let's talk about this money thing small. Pastor, what should I give? What your heart can give without keeping you awake at night. That is it. You say, give that which pays you. Please, I'm begging you. If it pays you, don't give it. My own doctrine is different. Though. Now, where did you say in the Bible? That I give the one that pays you. He said, I will not give to God, which cost me nothing. That is, you know, is, uh, maybe you don't speak English. That's why you say that. That's what that thing is saying. Let me tell you, be honest with you. 5,000 naira. This is not bragging. I mean, I don't think I'm surprised if I say that. It's not big money for me. Is that okay? But you know, every time I spend 1,000 naira, it's costing me. It's my money. That's what it means. It's my money. So if I tell you that I will not give to God, that which cost me nothing. Like, I've been in places before, they say, ah, if you don't have an offering, tell your neighbor to give you an offering. I say, it's your neighbor does given, not you. I'm not saying it's an evil thing, but it's your neighbor that's giving, not you. You can't turn to me and say, please, I have nothing to win the offering basket. Give me. And you think you are blessed. Don't, don't be, yeah, what is wrong with you? You want to give my money. <laughs> it's my money. It's not your own. People say, please, tell, turn to your neighbor to put an offering in your hand. I'm like, excuse me. I, have, I don't have. So I, t- I just tell my neighbor, please put two. Because if he gave it to me and it's really mine, I have a choice not to drop it in the offering basket. So maybe my neighbor gives me and I say, ah, you don't have any offering? I say, bro, I don't get to. Now he can't charge me 2000 I, I check this one. Nah, thank you very much. I put one key, I put the other. <laughs> yes, now. Yes, now. Because I didn't, you didn't know that I didn't have money to go home. I was trying to slap back home. You know what they call slapping in those days. Say, hey, I go one slap, go back, go house. I just trekking. I was going to trek back home. So this one, This guy gave me two kids. I said, nah, Baba God, you, let me share this thing. You take one. <laughs> I take the other. So that's the meaning. When, he said that, when David said to Arauna, uh, to, um, that I will not give God that which cost me nothing. It wasn't like something was expensive for David. How much was it? Just maybe one bullock or those small Is David we are talking about. To, who gave Almost everything needed for building the whole temple all by himself. What everybody has put together was not as much as what David alone gave for the building of the temple shortly after. So don't, it's not that. When he gives, I won't give God that which doesn't, doesn't cost me anything. He was not saying that it has to pay me. If he does, that's how one of our brothers, they go preach. if he says it's not paying you, it's not a good enough offering for your God. Ah, the guy, look, 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 look. What he did not know is that he said, "Money can't pay me." And being honest, I'm like that. God has helped me. Money can't pay me. If you collect everything, well, it doesn't pay me. It not I'm not kidding. It's money. It won't pay me. It won't pay me at all. Especially when it's cash. In fact, if you took um, my shirt, that's more painful because I'm going to walk. You know, maybe I did here and I just remove my shirt. You know, it's going to be uncomfortable for me to wear ordinary singlet from here till I get to my house. If now remove my singlet, ah. That will pay me. Are you, are you getting my point? But if his money comes, He's not going to pay me. I don't care how much it is. It's money. Mm. Look, let me tell you something about money. Don't fear money. Don't fear it. Especially when you have it, don't even respect it. Because if you don't, inflation will collect its portion. It's and that's how God has done it. That's how so, treat money like that. So that's what they, they told his brother, they didn't know he was like that. He said, give that which we which we pay you. So he said that money can't pay me. He said, what will pay me? He son. One, uh, one antelope horn that my ancestors hunted. So they caught it. It's been our family as a sign that we are the strongest family of hunters in our village. It has been passing down from generation to generation. It's not really juju, but it's a sign that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a descendant of great hunters. Like one of my guys, his name, okay, let me not mention his name online while uh, uh, streaming. One day I asked him, what is the meaning of your name? His name is the man with the bullet. Yeah. I said, what does that mean? Because it was in their dialect. It now said in the common Yoruba for me. I said, okay. He said, the full name is the man with the bullet, the man with the gunpowder, and with the gun. So that's their name in their family. The man with the gun. The, the bullet, the gunpowder, and the gun. So they shortened it to the guy with the bullet. So that's the name of B.S. The guy is a doctor. So we go to the entire clinic. Good morning. Can I see Dr. Bullet? Seriously. That's his name. He said he's from a family of hunters. So that, no, that's how come they, they, their family, their traditional profession was hunting. So this brother, anyway, they called the horn of Antelope. He's been in his family for four generations. So he said, this is the only thing that can pay me. So now he carry. Like I keep on saying, in Africa, you put antelope horn inside a basket. When they were counting it, what did they inside? If it's a real African unbelieving believers that are ushers in your church, all of them first disappeared. Antelope horn, okay, let me tell you, this. it's not antelope horn. The guy put snake skin, which is worse. They opened the thing like they the saw python. No, was it python or, ma- or spitting cobra or black mamba? One of those things. Yeah, the guy I put her inside. That guy, the guy wearing green, near the door. He's not the one with the green. The one next to the guy with the green. <laughs> Nigel scatter. what he said. that. they say what you, ah, you paint me. said this is only thing I can be. Hey, people of God, let's be honest with ourselves. Anything you give, once it's your money, is the one that's what? Costing you. But if it's a and offering, you say your neighbor should give you, you've given God that which didn't cost you anything. Is that okay? So please, let's not um, fool ourselves. So what should I give as a Christian? Please, I'm not saying you should not deny yourself to give. Did I say so, That I say you should not give everything you have, I'm not even one that I don't believe that you can not borrow to give. I believe you can borrow to give. Yeah, I believe that. And my reason is very simple. You borrow to buy a car, you borrow to build a house, you borrow to do other things. Why I come is only give you cannot borrow to do. So anything you can do for yourself, you can do. That's my own theory. And you understand my logic behind it. Okay? So that's my own. I'm not saying you go and borrow to give. I say so. I'm just saying that I don't believe in you can't borrow to give. If a man can borrow to buy a car, he can borrow to do other things. That's my own, okay? But then, so I'm not saying you can't be a great giver. What I'm just saying is that you are not going to give and be losing sleep. Anything you are giving and you are fidgeting over it, you give something beyond you. I hope you're getting my point. If you give and you are waiting for when God will repay it, say, Kai. Pastor Kemonte said that we should give. Today is the 15th now. And so your wife said, honey, what's going on? I'm just, you know, that offering, you never, you never yield. Yeah, in, 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 till now. And God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Maybe that man is not as anointed as we thought. So God is faithful. God, no, God is faithful. You know, you know why you're saying God is faithful? You want to remind him that he's faithful. In case he has forgotten God, you know you are faithful now. You know you are faithful. I'm not saying you are not faithful. just that today is 18. You don't seem to notice. Because they said that suddenly you are going to do something now. Listen, you want to know the truth? You give too much. Please, I'll get back to my message. I need to just help people again. We do this once in a while. Because people seem to forget. Somebody say, now, there's a special anointing right now. You're rushing and tapping to it. You saw your car. Please, go and get the car keys. I'm begging you, go and get the car keys. Enter the car and drive away. You're <laughs> See, I know what I'm telling you. You know, I don't want anybody to make merchandise of you. When they put you under pressure, right now, you go now, you know, this might be too late. You don't want to delay. That's what the devil does. The devil will be telling you, wait, think about it. That's how he wants to steal your inheritance. It is that guy that's stealing your inheritance, not the devil. He that believes does not make haste. Not of compulsion. Nobody should press you. You want to give your whole car. They say you should do it suddenly. I hope hope you are not married to somebody who has a hot temper. That is like your husband. He he gave you a car to go to church. You came back without it. Please don't call me to solve, solve, solve family problems. Before you call me, collect the car back. Good enough, you are covered by scripture. Yes, now, uh, 24 hours never elapse. You may divide. You, the man reverses it. What kind of thing is this one? Give me my motor back. He said, said Yeruban, said that your eye will swear. Say let this it swear to come down. There's <laughs> <laughs> something Yeruban, and he said, your eye will swear. if You collect the car back. That why your eye will swear? <laughs> he said, Pastor, she went and swear, go, go down again. Please don't try that kind of thing. I mean, I give my wife a car to go to church. She came back. He said, where's my car? He said, don't worry, it's coming. When you were going, you went with it. You are back, now it's coming by itself. <laughs> Say, I shouldn't worry. Do I look worried to you? I just want my car. Say, my husband, relax, God is faithful. Ah, Lee, excuse me. This is what you are speaking in parables. Because he told you that within one week, God will do something that you have not seen before. I will do something you have not seen before. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> Your guys don't try. I'm just telling people of God, don't feel pressured by anybody. Should you give your car for the gospel? Of course. Why not? It's good. Brother Andrew sold his house to buy Bibles. It's not a big deal. What is in a car? Well, nobody should pressure you. That's all I'm saying. If you want to do it, do it because you want to do it. Sit down and think about it. Is that what I really want to do? Is there not that way? Ah, and please, please, can I just say another thing? Ah, Apostle, we'll get back to our message in a moment. Stop using the church to change your car. You go and bring one useless car that has been breaking down often. Last time you were going to Onitsha, it was from you only got as far as Oji River before we had to call Chine to go and rescue you from there. Your shaft fell apart. Another time you are going to Abakliki, You never ever reach a zero zero. Are we? Uh, Anyway, you never ever reach a halfway. That's it. You begin overheat. Gasket burn. We had to tow the car into one filling station there. I'm going to be changing the gasket. Anyway, in three months, that car has had three major disasters. And now says, So you see, you now bring that car to church. The Bible says, Bring an offering without blemish. <laughs> you know, people will not do it. They now so that one, expecting God to now replace it. So, what will God do with with your scrap metal? <laughs> go and sell your scrap metal by yourself, and use go and use your money as an offer. Don't come and put a big junk of of iron there that I should not be praying and be thanking God for your life. And I give my assistant pastor to drive it tomorrow. Then the guy is not coming to work on time again. He's not, he can't do mission work. And you are saying you give to church. Me, I have a habit. Anything I'm not using, I'm not giving. What I mean is this. You ask my wife. If, like now, if I want to give out clothes, you know that it must something I'm wearing. Not that it's so aged I can't wait. I can take it from my back, remove it, and pack it and give somebody. There was something who had that and I said, oh, I said, some people don't mind it. I said, I mind giving it. He said, but there's nothing wrong with it. I said, something's wrong. That's why I stopped wearing it. So, no, I'm not saying you must do the way I'm doing it. I said, I will discard it somewhere. And then go and pick it by themselves. I said, but my hand cannot give it to you. I'm sorry. That's just the way I am. No, I'm not saying you must be like that. That's the understanding I have. My hand can't give you. It must be fully functional when I'm giving it. So, please, when you want to give a car to church, bring a car without blemish. You know what i say? You know anybody without blemish now? Uh Not the one the day after you give us, we have to go and change the engine. Change the engine by yourself. Nothing wrong with old car. Do you care what I'm saying? But for good you want to bless somebody. You see, that is why when we are operating some funny doctrines, we do stupid things. If you really understand the real truth about it, that you want to bless. Because what people do, when we have taught them wrongly, is that they want to plant the car inside the ground, then you carry one old Mitsubishi gallant. 1987 model, you plant it. it will not grow out as a Prado. 2020. That's what people expect. Expect God to repair the engine. No, please. It's our wrong doctrines that make us do stuff like that. I hope you're getting my point. These doctrines are not right. Okay? If you want to give, it's because you want to be a blessing to somebody. So check it. Would this be a blessing to the person? That's what we are saying. That's what I'm just saying. So, let's talk. so what should I give? That's what i have going to emphasize. What you can give. It can be your whole house. It doesn't matter. You can give it. It can give. It, it can be all. You did one massive investment, paid off after ten years, and you give out everything, is what you can give. The can or can't is in the heart. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah, that is in the heart. If ten percent is straining you like you want to die, please drop it to nine. If you, say pastor bank. Give nine k. In our whole family, nobody has ever given two percent. You start with three. And go, do you follow my point? You train yourself in godliness. Not if you give once, you are, you are now. Like two, two ladies taught me one day, eh, Pastor. I said, "What is it?" You said, "That pledge you made. We want to change it." I'm serious. So. I said to them, "I said, of course it's allowed." But I was one that preached that day. You understand? Maybe my anointing moved them. You know, <laughs> anointing moved them. Now they go pledge <laughs> what they couldn't handle. So when they came to me one day. I'm not one of those who control issues in the church, but I just told them on doctrinal level. I said, please your money is not a it's not a this thing. It's as you like it. Now, do I think now I don't know the details of their life. You understand? I've seen people pledge things that (laughs) let me not say this. Oh, because we stream this message, I can't tell you guys a lot of gs that would have been nice. Okay, let's just summarize like this. eh? Whatever you can give is acceptable to the Lord. Number one. Number two, you increase your capacity out of love. Not out of uh, let me sue. I hope you're getting my point. Yeah, it's out of love, not out of let me sue. The less you focus on yourself, the less you depend on what you have, the more you find out you can release from it. Do you follow my point? Yeah, that's what I you to understand. Okay, and then you prioritize other things as if they are your own also. So maybe for example, now like I just I just use as an illustration. Maybe you're planning to um, uh, okay, let's say just buy a, a, a new television. It, ah. Maybe okay. You know, Afcon is going on. Now. You want to watch the final on a big TV, and the one you have right now is 36 inch. So you like the one you've seen it at the mall is 50, 55. Uh-huh, yes. So you want to buy it, and you're gathering money. Then somebody now comes and say, Ah, my bro, how far now? Say, I know registration for YX is closing next week. so how is it your problem? I've not registered my son. Did you get my point? So why have not registered him, <laughs> bro? You know where I work now. This is the third month. Those guys have not paid, and they were, so I thought that I would be able with this one farming business. But man, harvest was not good. Ah, and you're looking, and your mind. You have money for you're gathering for fifty-five inch TV. That's the day she start watching football. Say, Father God, I give this half corn as a as a seed. Thank you, a living sacrifice. Say, bro, ah. You can't pay. How much is the wife is? Matters is twenty-three thousand five. No, there are things you are not supposed to pray about. See, so let me think. Can you say no 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 no? Say, bro. See, should I wire you the money? Or give me the give me the bank uh, where, where am I supposed to pay it in wife? Carry your phone. Why? just transfer to give him the slip. Tell your son to go and register tomorrow. I hope you're getting my point. If some, as he, go, he goes, away, he mistakenly goes to tell somebody, ah, please, oh, go help me t- thank uh, brother Uche. He was that one said Uche did what? If, are you serious? Uh, me if I never pay. <laughs> he wrong boy. I say uh, ah, thank you for what you did for brother John. We thank you for your life, God. But just in case you have to, that money is still remaining, me safe, I never pay. Don't get angry. Give him also. Let us assume now that they now went and formed a committee (laughs) to make you YX sponsor. It's a blessing. What did I say? It's a blessing. You are giving up a television. It's nothing. Then one thing you must never do hmm, is to come and sit and say, Lord, I've come to find out it's tomorrow. What are you going to do? Because you think you have done well. That's the sin. What did I call it? Sin. Sin. Expecting God to now give you seventy-two inch because you sowed a seed of fifty-two inch money, fifty-five inch money. No, go to a beer parlour and go and watch your final. I should go to beer parlour, but you get my point. No, those places where they put screen outside. Is that not what they call it? Oh, they are not beer parlours. All the ones I know, they are selling beer there now. Okay, you, it's not beer parlour. Is viewing, is viewing parlor. No, you must put that beer inside. Because all the ones I've seen, they, 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 I see the guys drinking. Okay. All right. What they said, it is viewing center where you chill with the beer. All right. <laughs> A lot is good. A lot is good. Now, but you, you get my point. Don't don't make any demand of the Lord. Please, don't, don't. Just do it and move on with your life. Let's not turn this giving thing to a mechanical, you know, a machine that will be winding and say, Ah, sweetheart, there's no food in the house. Eh, there's no food. Have you sold? That's us I'm sold now. If there's no food, if you need money, pray. Even if you have not given, don't worry. You hear what I said? Some of you I said, ah. He said, Supply does not answer to, to, to prayer. It only applies to seed. It's not true. The Bible says, You have not because you ask not. Uh-huh. Let's not tie these things together. If you, don't be checking. I want to go and pray. Oh, how much are we giving? Say your wife will say, See, I told you that time to give those money. Now we need money. It doesn't work like that. Kneel down gently and ask God sincerely. Don't tie this, your giving, to your receiving. I hope you're getting my point. You will receive based on God's promises. You will give based on his word, working faithfulness in your life. It's compassion that makes you give. It's love that makes you give. It's not your need. Any giving motivated by need is not acceptable. I've seen pastors say before that when they look and saw, when they see the, when they see the, the need, so they know, they know it's time to give. So which kind of logic is that? That logic is faulty. That logic is very faulty. It's not based on scripture. It's when we think God is a computer that have to be pressed in a particular way. Divine intelligence. You know, there's AI. This one is DI. It's a computer. You press him like this, press him like this. That's not how it is. Why do I give? Because God has given me the opportunity to have to give, and I can see the You know the need. Thank you. I can see the need, and the love of God is shed abroad in my heart. So I respond, and after giving, I forget it. God doesn't owe me. And again, giving is a sign of faith. If you are not a giver, likely you don't have faith. Yeah, you likely don't have faith to pray. You 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 keep your money somewhere, and you are hiding it. Say, Father God, there's a great need. Supply it in Jesus' name. Ah, God. But I've supplied it now. You don't want to contribute, and you say you are praying with them. That's what James was saying we, we shouldn't do. He said, in this church, our roof is bad. It was leak, it, 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 The last rainy season, you know, it, it, we, we suffered a lot, all of you saw it. So this next rainy season, we need to pray that God will help us fix this roof. God said, if you open your mouth and pray that prayer, I will enjoy you. But I gave you money. Why are you praying that you help them fix the roof? Do you get what I'm saying? You are not allowed to pray. You go and say, Pastor, how much is fixing the roof? The price of things have gone up now. So what do we do? You see, Pastor, I'm going to check. everything it costs like 3.5 million, say, oh, God, I don't have 3.5 million. I have some money. I can spare 300,000 out of it. That is how to sow in faith. So you now take that 300,000, give the man. Sir, take. Take it as a down payment for the roofing materials. When you now say, let us pray. Then you can pray with ease. Father, you're a miracle-working God. You will do something. God say, good boy, good girl. Now you are praying. That is how to pray. And that seed is for the roof. It's not for your roof. The roof cost, Pastor told you, is 3.5 million, right? What did you give? You have sowed a seed towards the completion of that roof. Not at the completion of your own house. And please, if God comes to give you a house in return, Don't come and testify in this generation. Because you will confuse everybody else. time they're going to church, good morning, pastor, is your roof leaking? (laughs) Why? It's their their selves they want to give to. Please, let's stop it. What did I say? Let's stop it. it. It's not good. Now, the only question I want to ask is how did we get here? Doesn't matter. Forget how we got here. Some people have been helped. Uh-huh. You know, some people, they've not been sleeping since last week. They pay salaries on, um, today's what? Sixth. Yeah, for some people, they pay salary maybe on the 29th. 29th was all day. Anyway, let's make it long so short. They go spend from that general salary. So they, they've not slept well since that time. Anytime they hear a knock on the door, they think it's a devourer. I came to punish them for not giving the host. I hope you can sleep well now. Uh-huh. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. Ezekiel chapter 13. Let's start with that. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy and say to those who prophesy from their own inspiration, listen to the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, woe to the foolish prophets who are following their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, your prophets have been like foxes among ruins. You have not gone up into the breaches, nor did you build the wall around the house of Israel to stand in the battle on the day of the Lord. They see falsehood and lying divination. That is those who are saying, the Lord declares, when the Lord has not sent them. Yet they hope for the fulfillment of their own word. Did you see a false vision, did you not see a false vision and speak a lying divination when you said, The Lord declares, but it is not I who have spoken? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken falsehood and seen a lie, therefore, behold, I am against you, declares the Lord. So my hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and utter lying divinations. They will have no place in the council of my people nor will they be written down in the register of the house of Israel, nor will they enter the land of Israel, that you may know that I am the Lord. Let me stop reading there. That's in verse 9. God says, I am against these false prophets. I'm against you, he says. Now, why did I read this? Just to continue what we were saying last time. Concerning the fact that we need to bring judgment against false prophets and false prophecies and false teachings in our midst. Let me just quickly add this one to it. Peter said something in 2 Peter chapter 2. He said from verse 1, But false prophets also arose among the the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you, who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, being swift, bringing swift destruction upon themselves? Many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. Please notice this. These are important prophetic words. Now, I want to say something again, all right? Continue with the things that we have been learning. I said we must cry against these things in the body of Christ. We're talking about praying. Your prayer, in your prayer, you must cry against these things. What is polluting the body is false doctrines and false prophets. That's why I added these words of Peter to it. We still have false prophets now, but Peter said, false teachers also arise. And that's what will happen in our generation. And we are seeing a lot of it. And you notice something here. He said, they will even deny. Do you know I heard a teacher? They will deny their Lord. Is that what he said? Who, their master did that who bought them. <laughs> I heard a teacher say something like this. That once you've given your life to Christ once. Once you answer answered an altar. when you say, do you believe? And you say, yes, I believe. Say, you are saved. That, even if you, that the grace of God is so powerful. Even if you left the place and backslid. And to all intents and purposes, live like a non-believer. The grace of God is so powerful, you can never lose that salvation. He now said, even if you were to deny Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a man I I used to listen to him on TV. I think he passed on not too long ago. An American preacher. Peter already wonders things like that will happen. He said it. That, why, that is not about your works. Is that grace of God is too powerful. Now, see, that is what the Bible calls a destructive heresy. It's a destructive heresy. It destroys people, that is individuals, and it destroys the body of Christ if we don't arrest such things. There's a Jezebel spirit. I want you to say something about um, false prophets. I want you to bear something in mind. How many people remember Ahab? Ahab, the king of Israel, has one very famous or inf- in, uh, infamous yes. wife called who? Jesus. Jezebel. You know, there are names that people don't bear till today. <laughs> Judas. Judas. Judas was a normal name. Yes. Then they gave it to one guy, and he betrayed his master. Generations after, I said, no, my name is not Judas. People say, li, li, don't call me Judas. Jezebel was a good name, until one girl, whose father was an idol worshiper, married into Israel. Was the wife of the king in Israel, and made if you see if you read the Bible, he said it was because of his wife Jezebel. I don't have time now to read all of those references. Is there? And there's something that God used to say in Israel. He used to compare people's sins, people's sins, to the sin of Jeroboam. <laughs> Yeah, the son of Nebath. What was the name of his father? He used to compare them. Why? Because not only did Jeroboam sin, he caused Israel to sin. So when he was going to talk about, in fact, let's just read that. 1 Kings chapter 21. Just for um, completeness sake. 1 Kings chapter 21. That is from verse 20. It's Ahab I want to talk about, but let's just read something quickly. Ahab said to Elijah, have you found me? Of course, you know the story. Oh, my enemy. And he he answered, I have found you, because you sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil upon you, and will utterly sweep you away, and will cut off from Ahab every male, both born and free in Israel. And I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the house of Nebath. And like the house of Baasha, the son of Ahijah. Because of the provocation with which you have provoked me to anger. And because you have made Israel sin. Did you don't notice that? If you jump, jump down to verse 25. It says, Surely there was no one like Ahab who sold himself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Because Jezebel his wife incited him. For those of you who are single, may you not marry Jezebel? Yes. As this is what I'm talking about, Jezebel. You see where I'm going in a moment. The kind of prayers we need to pray. You'll notice that Ahab to do the evil he did, or as part of the evil he did, you know he had false prophets. You know he did? Now who took care of the false prophets? No. I mean, okay, okay. Who who now, Jezebel brought them. They were actually imported from her father's place. All right? When I say who took what I mean is that who, who summarized them? Who dismissed them? Who terminated their reign? Huh? Elijah. Elijah was the person God used to end Jezebel's. That's the prophets. Now, I wanted to bear something in mind. Those prophets were the ones that energized the evil that was going on in Israel. Every Ahab needs false prophets. Why was God angry that He tolerated Jezebel in, Jeremiah, in Revelation chapter two? It was simply because Jezebel was raising false prophets in the body of Christ. That's what she does. What that Jezebel spirit does is to raise false prophets. The false prophets will destroy anything they, they come into. That's why you can't tolerate them. Today you will drink an Elijah spirit. That's what I'm. That's where I was headed. You, we have to drink an Elijah spirit. Why? Because false prophets must be terminated from the midst of us. Because they are the ones that energize evil in the land. I was got angry with the church that they were tolerating Jezebel. Look at what she was doing. She was teaching the servants of God how to be false. That's what I want you to understand. That was what this guy was doing. That's that spirit. Jezebel, the Jezebel spirit, that's what it does. Before you know what's happening, you will fill the land with false prophets. Until God starts referring to the land and referencing the time of Jeroboam. Why? Because Jezebel came in. Ahab married Jezebel. She brought the prophets of her father's of her land with their gods and filled the land and energized evil. We've seen from the scripture now. Why did Ahab do what he did? Because of his wife, Jezebel. Ahab had his mental problem, I know. But without that woman, he would not have been as bad. In fact, if you read that one, I just didn't bother to read it. You will see that after Elijah finished speaking to him, he began to cry. So much that God said in verse 28. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the teacher by saying, do, do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? He feared God small. But Ahab, okay, you know what happened now? After, the, after God came down by fire, you know God came down by fire. And Elijah took all the prophets of Baal and killed them. Normal people will say, ah, okay, God that came down by fire. The only thing Jezebel said is, he said he made it to Elijah. That God do more to me. If I don't, by this time tomorrow, do remove your... <laughs> I, did, I did say the threat again. I am going, basically, what you did to the prophets, I will do to you also. Bro, Elijah, run. Now, Jezebel was such a terrible person. The Elijah, run. There was no iota of repentance in that girl. N- not one. Her husband Christ, when, when you threaten him, you execute in front of Jezebel say, I will retaliate. That is the reason why God was looking at the church say, saying, and you are tolerating Jezebel. No, you shouldn't. You can't. You must not. That is, you, what is you must not? Now I'm looking for the word. Jezebel should not, must not be tolerated. That spirit must not be tolerated. Let me give you one small bad news and the good news. The bad news that we have tolerated Jezebel for so long. The prophets of Jezebel, the prophets of which God, Proverbs of which God? I want us to read the particular scripture. You'll see something in a moment. Quickly, open to Jeremiah chapter 23. What I'm saying to you now, I am saying by the Spirit of God, and we're going to rise up in the moment and just do what Elijah did. And the God that answers by fire will wipe out the spirit of Jezebel from the midst of us. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 23, from verse 9. Okay, let me just read verse 13. We'll come back to it later. Moreover, among the prophets of Samaria, remember Samaria was northern Israel, okay? Moreover, among the prophets of Samaria, I saw an offensive thing. They prophesied by Baal and led my people Israel astray. Also among the prophets of Jerusalem, that's southern now, that's Judah, I have seen a horrible thing. The committing of adultery and walking in falsehood. He said, they strengthen the hands of evildoers, so that no one has turned back from his wickedness. All of them have become to me like Sodom and her inhabitants like Gomorrah. Now, when you see things like that, you know what that means? God says, I will destroy them the same way I destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. They have become to me like the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, listen. Verses 13 and 14 are actually saying the same thing, joined together. They prophesied by Baal and led my people astray. He picked that up from northern Israel. Then from Judah, he the same spirit, what was he producing? That prophecy by Baal was going on. And what was the result? Committing adultery and walking in falsehood. If you go and read in Revelation, exactly, Jezebel was teaching the ministers, my servants, to commit immorality. The same spirit. Now I want to tell you something that was, <laughs> like I said, i speaking by the spirit. What is the name of Baal? In this generation. Here's the name. Mammon. See, you know what our people are doing? They are prophesying by what? By Mammon. I don't need to tell you. It's happening everywhere. Doctrines instigated by the spirit of Jezebel. One of our brothers went to church. The pastor was preaching. Is it first fruits, all those kind of things. You know, first fruit, redeem your firstborn. You know, those kind of things. So he went to meet the pastor and said, Pastor, I don't get it. What is going on? It's an Orthodox church. They know you title to pastor, just use pastor. That's not the title they use. So when I met this, uh, let's say, shepherd, shepherd, yeah. he said, Sir, what's going on? When do you start preaching like this in this church, you know what the man said to him? Our people are carrying our money to all the Pentecostal churches. Yeah. That was the defense he gave. There is January now, all of them will disappear and go to the pastor down the road. Who's pouring anointing oil, washing their hand in oil, pouring oil on the ground, telling them to do this and do that, and collect their say the man said, well, look, if they are willing to part with the money, let's collect it here. So he came to church, and you know what? It's painful. People do it every day. Some didn't start it initially, but they saw their members because you know it's happened before. You see things like that. Maybe you've been preaching and preaching and preaching. You think people are listening to you? You now go somewhere, somewhere that say, Who's going to say, God? I want to break through. I want to break all the curses in my family. A special seat today to break the generations of poverty. You will say, Lord, here is my $10,000. You can bring it in Naira. And then you, you've been praying to this person. Next thing you know, the person gets up and goes to the front. And you're looking like, wait, 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 everything I've been teaching you. For secondly, you have $10,000? <laughs> And I never drink your cook. Yeah, pastors do it. Next time, they say, okay, no, it's not your fault. Don't worry. Don't worry. Maybe it's coming to your own church back. It's a program in a jam. You say, go for that program. It's coming to church on Sunday. You know, the Lord said to me, any seed out of the house is seedless. <laughs> uh, the woman doesn't say it's here. Or the guy doesn't say it's here. No, Allah. For the seed outside to be fully fruitful, the seed inside must be working. Like somebody said, if you give offerings and you have not tithed, you have no land on which to plant. <laughs> <laughs> With your tithe, you buy land for your seed. Many of you are giving offerings you don't tithe. There's nowhere to germinate from. I think they only demand the only man to preach this, I look the guy like this. Now guy. <laughs> I said, oh, what? You know what the Bible calls it? Prophesying by Baal. Teaching by Baal. This brother went to his pastor and said, why are you doing the man said, look, leave that thing. We can't be watching and they are taking our money away. Hear ye the word of the Lord. That is prophesying by Baal. One of our brothers, I'm not going mention anymore. I won't say where he's, whether he's sitting in the hall. I don't even know whether, whether his hand is crossed like this. I won't tell you. Whether he's now moved his hand out because I said his hand was crossed like this. I won't tell you. When I met this guy in church, pastor. Say, pastor. He said, Pastor, I need to talk to you. He this is what I'm doing, sir. is it good? He said, leave that in. What I need is money. He said, obviously, i say, I'm saying, that's not my problem now. Look at the bill I have to sort out. Bishop has said we should do this one. Look, look, look. So please, all this one you are saying. If it's not going to bring money, go away. So all this doctrine you are telling me. You think I know the Bible? I went to Bible school. You did not go. You want to come and teach me the Bible? I know it too, but I need money. Now when a man tells you like that, what else will you do? He must say, if you want me to hear you, bring money. You can buy the right doctrine back into my mouth. Yeah, that's what he was saying. He said, look, all I need now is $2 million. If you bring $2 naira, I will preach the correct thing. So I know what I'm doing is not right, but I need to prophesy by bow. In case you do not know, that is why our roads are full of bandits. Yeah. Because when you bandit in the realm of the spirit, physical bandits will show up. When you do violence to the word of God, you are introducing violence into the land. That's what I'm telling you. The principle of God, like I say, is our school of prayer. We're just telling ourselves what we need to pray about. He said they prophesied by Baal. That's what they are doing. But Elijah, by the sword of the Spirit, he put all of them to death. We are going to put that spirit to death, we'll put that spirit to flight. We need, see, let me explain something to you. I am wishing for a better tomorrow. Thus says the Spirit, it is not coming until this thing is done. Because how did the bad present come? If you don't wipe out the, bad, the reason for the bad present, you will not get a better tomorrow. And I'm giving you the word of the Lord to the church. The reason for the bad present is because the church is not clean. And the iniquity, the defilement in the body of Christ, that's what I'm telling you, the defiling the body of Christ is because they are prophesying by Baal. Anytime you prophesy by Baal, anytime you tolerate Jezebel, the land is full of violence. Anytime the people of God prophesy constantly by Baal, once Jezebel is being tolerated, the land is filled with violence. Once the people of God continue to teach, remember, Peter told us. In fact, not only Peter, Jesus told us also. He said, there will be prophets. He said just like there were false prophets arising in their midst, false teachers will arise. He said, what did Jezebel do? She was teaching. She was teaching the people to the end. He wasn't teaching them, look, this is how to commit immorality. This is how to commit adultery. No, that's not what she was doing. No. She was giving teachings that without realizing it was producing those things. These I have observed. If you see a pastor that loves money, see each other, they love money. Adultery, sexual immorality, yes, dishonesty, we feel they are missed. They can't help it. Please go and read my book again, I beg you. If you have not, go to our website, it's there, Worship and Sex Control. You will go and see that something pushes men like Amnon. There's a spirit that you release into the air if the love of money is there. These spirits, they have a way, like I read in the book, you bring in one spirit, they have a way of calling their brother. Say, bro, space day that house. Normally they go there, they sit down for some time. You see, love of money, love of money, love of money. Ah, this place is nice. Spirit of love of money It's thriving. You now go and meet the spirit of adultery. Come. Space day there. They don't cast people out in that place. Oh. If you come, you'll be comfortable. That one will come. Sit down. Ah, two of them will stay there for a while. Ah, this is their space now. What do we now go and bring the spirit of hatred and anger? They will go. They will bring. That is why it starts with we are sharing money. The next thing, we are doing funny immorality moves. Next thing, we are angry with each other. We start stabbing each other. Then one day you hear that one pastor hired uh, assassins against another one. These are spirits. They are not normal connections. They are spirits. Coming one after the other. I've told the story of one brother who told me, a minister. One day, my wife and I went to visit him. Told me a story of one preacher that came to him to beg for deliverance. Why? Because he would go and minister after preaching. You know I'm preaching now? finished preaching powerfully. At night, you go and look for him. He's in one backyard hotel with a harlot. And he said he could never control it. He wasn't. That's why he came for deliverance. To tell that it's not something he wanted to do. He couldn't help it. So he came and said, help me. Ah, So that, that pastor told me, I told him that it's not hard. I told him that all the, because what he was doing, he was using familiar spirits to raise money. So those spirits came initially to give him money. And they, they brought with them the spirit of halothry. And they were going to run him And I said, look, it's not hard. That this deliverance he's looking for, he can't find it. Except he does one thing. He has to, you know, this Bible called place a ban on all the things he had gained. By the oppression of that familiar spirit materially. If he is to bulldoze the house, somebody say, can't burn it, whether you burn it or bulldoze it, pull it down. Those cars don't give anybody. Put them inside there. One day went to do one program, came back with three cars at a go. That people showed him show his life. No seed. I'm telling you. I said, You will never look, I said, tell him, you will never have deliverance. It's not possible. Until you cast away all those things. And there are things that God says, no, no don't worry to the temple. Burn them with fire. Let them pass through the fire. I don't know what finally happened to him, but I had no doubt in my mind that is the only, only remedy. That is only after that. Of course, all the bank accounts, you liquidate it. You clean out all the money. That kind of money is safe. Just look for one charity organization that is taking care of leprosy. Yeah, don't even give it to people who are taking care of babies. Because you can't throw it away now like that. Just transfer. look for one leprosy mission somewhere. Transfer the money to them. Then pull down the house. Don't sell it. Pull it down. Put the cars there. Put them on fire. When you are finished, then come. We'll go and baptize you again. Then we'll cast out the demons. Because that's salvation you didn't have it. Now you give your life to Christ properly. The demons will go. But if you want us to be casting, we'll finish casting out the demon, then you go back to that S class. (laughs) The demon will go out. It will go out. Because if we say come out, we are too powerful. (laughs) It will go out. Then as you leave, you come back with how many spirits? Seven Seven spirits. This time around, they will enter into you, then you will carry that motor and drive it against the wall. That's what they do. Those spirits are evil. That's why they are called what? Evil spirits. So that's what Jezebel does. When you see false doctrine thriving, when you see a doctrine of grace, that is not in alignment with what the gospel teaches us. When they are denying the Lord who saved them? You know what is happening? They are inviting the spirit of immorality. That is why, when violence fills the land. These problems we are seeing in this nation is a spiritual problem. It is not at all a physical problem. What is it? A spiritual problem. Let me end the message here so that we can pray and then we leave. No need to go and read it again. First Kings chapter 18, but don't bother just for those who don't know where it is. What happened, we all know the story. Elijah came. Elijah took them to the... Where did he go and kill them there? Anyway, he made sure all the prophets died. What we are going to do today? Two prayers we are going to pray. All right, one of them, one major one. We're not going to pray, we're just going to lift up the word of God. Which is what? The sword of the spirit. If you lift up the sword of the spirit against the evil spirit, the evil, that, that is the false spirit... The Jezebel spirit, that spirit that brings in immorality and violence to the land, in which people prophesy, they invite it by prophesying by Baal, which you have seen is nothing more than mammon. That's the spirit. That's why the Bible says that anyone who wants to become rich will pass through what many hurtful lusts and pierce himself through with many sorrows. That's it. It's a spirit. It's a spirit of mammon. That's why I see people, they are prophesying by Baal. They are prophesying by Baal. They go around prophesying money out of your pocket into theirs. It is not an innocent thing. Please, again, when I'm preaching, I like to drop words for pastors. Pastors don't double in it. Don't patronize these people that they say they know how to raise money. When they finish raising money, they will raise immorality in your assembly. And leave it behind. I've heard of pastors that they invited to come and raise money. They, after they left, the quarry they were settling was what he was doing with the girls that he sent to go and give him something. Some of them were almost raping women in the church. They leave the spirit of homosexuality behind. They do, in fact, yeah, I think it was Kenneth Hagin that told, told the story of one of those preachers. By the time he left, he had introduced two or three of the boys in the church to homosexuality. It's a spirit, you cannot prophesy by ball and not bring in morality. It's not possible. That is why I said, Pastor, don't tolerate them. Don't. Don't give them your pulpit. If you want to raise money, let me tell you how to raise money. It is a simple thing. Open your Bible and teach people. Say, brethren, please, let's love one another. This is the problem we have. One, two, three, four. If God has blessed you, bring money. Just say it like that. I don't have a problem with people raising money. But lying in the name of the Lord, that is evil. Promising what God did not promise—that that is evil. Being covetous is evil. Gathering people in. One man invited my friend to come and preach. He said, this guy is a powerful man of God. By the time, he he gathered all his townsmen, you know, like he's doing a major program. So my friend reached there. He said, I've gathered them over to you. He said, he noticed something that before he started preaching, the man gave him honorarium. He had to give him honorarium. Now, I know the way people like that behave. He gave him that honorium for one major reason. So when you finish raising the money, you won't collect another portion from it. The second reason is that it entices you to do your work well. So my friend stood up to preach, and he preached his heart out about repentance from sin, about the judgment to come, about redemption that is in Christ Jesus, about the need to walk in holiness and righteousness. The more he preached, the the sadder the pastor became. He was watching the pastor. Say, <laughs> if you like die, I will preach the word of God. He preached and preached and preached. Afterwards, he gave an altar call. The host pastor was sad. Afterwards, he prayed for people, ministered the word of God. When he finished, he said, this man did not escort me to my car. So, he, you know that envelope? Remember that in the room? My friend just went there to the offering basket, tossed this inside and left. When you count your offering, you find your money inside. I didn't come here looking for money. Yeah. He said, I saw his face. I knew what his problem was. That money he gave me, I went to the basket, I dropped it inside there for he will find it there. The man didn't tell him bye-bye. He was sad. <laughs> You're saying, ah, why do you think I said we should pray? That spirit of Jezebel, it must leave us in Jesus' name. We say to the Lord, we do not tolerate it any further. How do we resolve the sword of the Spirit? It is simple. We we'll open our scriptures and read the word of God. Everybody open your Bible to the book of Ezekiel chapter 13. Father God, we are raising the sword of the Spirit against prophecy by Baal, against the prophets of Baal, against the spirit of Jezebel. Concerning the body of Christ in this nation, we raise the sword of the Spirit concerning the spirit of Jezebel. Concerning prophesying by Baal. Concerning the prophets of Baal. Concerning those who lie. Concerning the prophets who prophesied by Mammon. We raise the sword of the spirit. Open to Ezekiel chapter 13. Why don't you do You're not mentioning anybody's name, are you? Are you planning to do that? No, I just going to read the scriptures. That's all. Ezekiel chapter 13. Everybody read verse nine with me. If you are there, say amen. One to let's go. No, let, let's start. Okay, let's start from verse eight. We'll read verse eight. We'll read verse nine and then we'll stop in verse um, yeah, verses eight and nine. All right. Alright, this is the word of the Lord. One to let's go. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken falsehood and sin a lie. Therefore, behold, I am against you, declares the Lord God. So my hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and utter lying divinations. They will have no peace placed in the council of my people. Nor will they be written down in the register of the house of Israel. Nor will they enter the land of Israel, that you may know that I am the Lord. That's it. What we have done is to release what? The word of God. Let's ask for our feet. We are going to read it again. This time around, we are releasing what? The sword of the spirit. What are we doing? What are we doing? One prayer I said we should pray. Let me just, let's quickly really pray that before we read this again. Let's just take a moment and say, Father God, ignite the love of truth in your church. Pray that prayer. Just say, Lord, now I want you to mention the name of your church assembly, the one you attend regularly. Mention our kingdom of Ministries here where you come to hear the teaching of the word of God. And just say, Father God, we ask in the name of Jesus, ignite the love of truth in your people. Lord, ignite the love for truth in your people. Say, Lord, ignite the love for truth in your people. Say, Lord, ignite the love for truth. So that the spirits of the children of God will reject lies. It's important. It's important that our spirits reject lies. Say, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that our spirits will reject lies. That in the body of Christ, the Holy Spirit will come upon us again. The spirit of truth. Oh, lead us into our truth. Lead us into our truth. Let us love the truth. He said, desire the sincere milk of the world that you may grow thereby. The sincere milk. Lord, give us a taste for it. Give us a craving for it. The craving to know truth. Because there are congregations you will get to, eh? You start talking nonsense nobody will listen to you. You are talking nonsense, nobody is listening. Why? Because the love for truth is in their hearts. It's not just against false prophets. The people must want the truth. My people love it so. That's part of the problem. My people love it so. That is part of the problem. So, Lord, you know, compel your people. Pour a spirit upon them afresh, so they will not love it so. It's a simple prayer like that. Say, Lord, pour a fresh spirit upon your people, the spirit of truth, the spirit of the love of righteousness, the spirit that wants to know the truth of God. I need you to pray that prayer. Say, Father, in the name of you, I pray for the body of Christ. That we will love the truth. So that we will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So that these spirits of Jezebel, these lying prophets, will not come and turn us away from the path of righteousness. That's our desire. Lord, that we will not be turned away from the path of righteousness. In the name of Jesus Christ. All right, let's read that again. This time I want you to read it as like you are prophesying. You are, de- you are driving out the spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are giving voice. You understand? You are activating the word of God by giving it your voice. You are giving it your authority on the earth. Are you there? Now we're going to read verses 8 and 9 again. 1, 2, let's go. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken falsehood and sin a lie. Therefore, behold, I am against you, declares the Lord God. So, my hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and utter lying divinations. They will have no place in the council of my people, nor will they be written down in the register of the house of Israel, nor will they enter the land of Israel, that you may know that I am the Lord God. Amen? Amen. I said, Amen. Amen? Father God, by these words, we drive out the spirit of Jezebel. Amen. We drive out the spirit of the lying prophet. Amen. We shut every mouth that prophesies by Baal. We shut every mouth that prophesies by Mammon. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's open another portion of the scriptures quickly. Jeremiah chapter 14. Please open to Jeremiah chapter 14. What we are just doing is lifting up the word of God. We are not doing anything more than that. Jeremiah chapter 14. We are going to read verse 15. Yeah, we read verse 15. Sorry, let me just get it clear. Now this doesn't sound nice, but it's the word of God, amen? Yes. We are reading verse 15 all the way to verse 16. One to? let let's go. Yeah. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who are prophesying in my name, although it was not I who sent them, yet they keep saying, there will be no sword or famine in this land. By sword and famine, those prophets shall meet their end. The people also to whom they are prophesying Will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword. Let's stop there. Now, like I said, it doesn't sound nice. But Father God will lift up this. It's your word, not ours. We lift up this word against the lying spirits. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. By this we cast out the spirit of Jezebel. Amen. By this we cast out the prophets that prophesied by Baal. Amen. Every mouth that prophesies by Baal will say be shut in the name of Jesus. Amen. The church of God will be cleansed. Amen. Yeah, it will be cleansed. Amen. It will be cleansed. No one that's introducing iniquity into it will survive it. Amen. No. The only chance we have, people of God, listen is repentance. But God, you see, it doesn't sound nice. People, I've seen people try to defend God before. They say, no, Ananias could not have been a Christian. That's why God killed him. Because you don't know me, apparently. If the church, you see, you talk about handcatches from the body of Paul, healing the sick. Anytime the anointing comes, it comes with problems. Problems for the people that will not repent. That's where I'm going. The anointing does not come to bless. Jesus said, I came to bring what? A sword. When the anointing of God comes, when the church, you see, the problem with Ananias and Sapphira was they didn't know where they were. They did not understand. The clean church does not tolerate that kind of nonsense. They didn't know. So if you say, Lord, let your power fall, God says, ah, oh, I'm not going to come with, you know, what, how do they describe the sword of God? He's double-edged. He has two sides. He strikes on this side, he strikes on that side. Sometimes the power of God doesn't come because he said, if I come, Banky, you don't understand, tell your people. They won't like what they will see. So you have to prepare for me to come. If you want me to come in my spirit of holiness... You know the way that spirit of holiness tolerates in, it, 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 it handles iniquity. He doesn't tolerate it. He casts it curses out by force. That's what happened to Ananias. That's what happened to Sapphira. That's why we need to tell all these false prophets. Stop, oh, the time has come to stop. Because after now, these judgments written will begin to be executed. Let's lift up under scripture. Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah 23 we we'll read verse 12. In fact, I think we'll just read it from, um, let's read from verse 9. We'll read all the way to verse 12. Are you there? Now, this is the word of the Lord. Father, we lift up this word again. As we lift it up, we lift it up against the spirit of Jezebel. Amen. We lift it up against the spirit of the prophets of Baal. Amen. We shut the mouth of the prophets of Baal by these words. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now we are going to read these four verses from verse 9 to verse 12. Want to let's go? As for the prophets, my heart is broken within me. All my bones tremble. I have become like a drunken man, even a man overcome with wine, because of the Lord and because of his holy words. For the land is full of adulterers. For the land mourns because of the curse. The pastures of the wilderness have dried up. Their cause also is evil, and their might is not right. For both prophets and priests are polluted. Even in my house I have found wickedness, declares the Lord. Therefore, their way will be like slippery paths to them. They will be driven away into the gloom and fall down in it. For I will bring calamity upon them. The year of their punishment declares the Lord. Read verse 12 again. 1-2, let's go. Therefore, their way will be like slippery paths to them. They will be driven away into the gloom and fall down in it. For I will bring calamity upon them. The year of their punishment declares the Lord. Listen, we lift up this word against the spirit of Jezebel. Amen. You will not thrive in our midst. Amen. Your way has become to you like slippery paths. Amen. It will fall down and disappear from our congregation. It will fall down and disappear from our congregation. In the name of Jesus Christ. The word of truth will prevail in the midst of us. In the body of Christ, the word of truth will prevail. I say it again: in the body of Christ, the word of truth will prevail. The church of God will be clean. The church Church of God will be renowned for righteousness. The church of God will be renowned for truth. In this nation, holiness, righteousness, and truth will prevail. In every message we preach from our altars, holiness, righteousness, and truth. The truth of Jesus Christ will be exalted. We shut down every life. Father God, make them liars. Show them to be liars. Amen. He said, don't add to his word. Otherwise, he will show you to be a liar. Lord, we activate that principle. Show them to be liars. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Amen. Lord, let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Amen. Let the word of truth fall fresh from heaven anytime we gather. Amen. Lord, let lie not survive there. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, we reject false doctrines. Amen. We reject the doctrine of Jezebel. Amen. We reject the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Amen. These are things you hate. That's what he said things that I hate. Lord, what you hate, we hate. Amen. What you hate, we hate. Amen. The doctrine of the Nicolaitans, we hate. Amen. The doctrine of Balaam, we hate. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, we will thank you. Let's open our Bibles also quickly. Let's read Ze- Zechariah chapter 13. Zechariah chapter 13. We are going to read a few verses from verse 1. Let me see where we are going to stop. We'll stop, in, um, we'll stop in verse 4. All right? Zechariah chapter 13 from verse 1 to verse 4. For those who are wondering why we sound uniform, because we're already from New American Standard. So if your version is different, just share with your neighbor. Is that okay? Zechariah chapter thirteen, are you there? I just told you something. New American standard heads that portion false prophets ashamed. New living transition heads it, cleansing from sin. See two of them they go together. (laughs) The Lord is good. Now let's read the New American standard four verses. One to let's go. In that day, a fountain will be opened for the house of David and for the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for impurity. It will come about in that day, declares the Lord of hosts, that I will cut off the names of the idols from the land, and they will no longer be remembered. I will also remove the prophets and the unclean spirit from the land. And if anyone still prophesies, then his father and mother who give birth to him will say, You shall not live, for you have spoken falsely in the name of the Lord. And his father and mother who gave birth to him will pierce him through when he prophesied. Amen. Notice what he said. <laughs> he said, that it will come about in that day, that's verse 2, declares the Lord, that I will cut off the names of the idols from the land, and they will no longer be remembered. And I will also remove the prophets and the unclean spirits from the land. Did you see that? The prophets go with what? Unclean spirits. That's what they do. Let's read verse 2 again. 1 to let's go. It will come about in that day, declares the Lord of hosts, that I will cut off the names of the idols from the land, and they will no longer be remembered. And I will also remove the prophets and the unclean spirits from the land. Amen. Amen. Father, we lift up this word against the spirit of Jezebel. Amen. We lift up this word against the unclean spirit in the church. Amen. We lift up this word against false prophets. Amen. We lift up this word against false doctrines. We lift up this word, Father God, against those who know the truth. People, if you know the truth, let everybody know now. If you know the truth, you must repent. God is calling on all those who know the truth to repent because he doesn't like to bring judgment. However, the judgment is going to hasten. So you have to rush into repentance. Lord, we lift up this word against the lying prophets against lying spirits, as you have said, remove the prophets from the land, the lying spirit from the land, the spirit of Jezebel be removed in Jesus' name, all those who prophesy by Baal, all those who hold hold on to the doctrine of Balaam, all the spirits that promote prophesying by Mammon, be removed from this church in the name of Jesus, we are speaking about the church in this nation. We lift up this word against them. Let's do that verse 2 again. One, want to let's go. It will come about in that day, declares the Lord of hosts, that I will cut off the names of the idols from the land, and they will no longer be remembered. I will also remove the prophets and the unclean spirits from the land. Amen? Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's give the Lord thanks because he has heard us and is cleansing his church. He said that he might cleanse her by the washing of water by the word. Say, Lord, by your word, build up your people. He said, desire the sincere milk of the world that you may grow thereby. Lord, release that sincere milk into the body again. We ask of you in the name of Jesus. Release that spirit, that sincere milk spirit. Father, we give you praise. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. All right, the Lord is good. Let's share the grace and fellowship. One, two, let's go. It's of our Lord Jesus Christ. Surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. Can you bless you be beside you? Say, this is your season. This is your season the spirit, and Another person, this is your season.